Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Welcome into Purple Daily, Matthew Collar, Judd Zolgad, Myron Metcalf at the fair here, the Minnesota State Fair. It is packed today. It is beautiful. I just ate a uh, turkey sandwich that was unbelievably good. Yeah. And I might take turkey it, to go. I might just yeah. Oh. I, I might just uh, let you guys talk for a while and take a little nap. Yeah, you're gonna be asleep uh, after in 30 that. Minutes. Yep. Uh, if you want to come by and see us, we are next to the cookies, and it's very easy to find us next to the cookies. Um, so we, we're gonna get right into football here because. Myron, um, after watching last night's preseason action, as exciting as it all was, it was everything you could dream of if you think the preseason should be outlawed. <laughs> like, all you need to do is encapsulate everything that happened last evening in football yeah. and just present it to the grand jury. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Judd and I are always saying, like, law and order things of, like, here's our case, put it together. Yeah. Last night in preseason football, we have... Uh, Washington's tight end, Jordan Reed, gets hurt. We have Cam Newton gets hurt. We have a receiver, uh, Equinemius St. Brown from Green Bay. He gets hurt. We have Green Bay and Oakland playing in Winnipeg on an 80-yard field because there was a hole in the end zone. I mean, just stop this, right? Yeah, I guess I would say tomorrow, I don't even want Dalvin Cook in the building. <laughs> Let him be at home under protection, security guards, wherever he's living. Nobody should be allowed to get near him because too many guys are getting hurt. And it makes you wonder, how do we get to this point where we realize that the preseason was such a dumb thing to have four games and put guys in this situation? But I got to say this, too. You've got a guy in Cam Newton who said, I was never healthy last season, right? Yep. I was never 100%. Judd, if I'm the coaching staff, why is he playing in the preseason? Like, what do you have to get from a Cam Newton or any of these guys who are veterans of the game? What are you getting from them in these preseason situations that you don't already know? So I'll put some of this on coaching staffs for making these guys vulnerable. But overall, it's like, do we need any more evidence that four preseason games is certainly not necessary in the NFL? It's absolutely crazy. And but here's my question about that point. You know, Nagy and, and McVay, who are hot young coaches, are basically saying, my starters are not playing yeah. too bleep and bad, right? 
So, so does a guy like Ron Rivera get pressure from his owner? Hey, I'd like to see, you know, because people are still paying. Yeah. Because if everybody goes throughout the, that they should go, two preseason games will be gone. It's not like they're going to keep saying, you know what, I really loved watching <laughs> third-string quarterbacks playing. <laughs> so is, is this inherent pressure from owners and coaches who feel that they don't have the power to say no? Because the answer to your question, Myron, is it makes no sense. Yeah. Like, there's no logical reason why Cam Newton is playing. And last night, why are you also, okay, one, how do you plan a game for months in Winnipeg, get to game day, and say, oh, you know what we forgot? The goalposts are at the front of our end zone, and now there's two big holes. The other question I have Just is. walk out there. Son of a bee. Yeah. I knew we forgot this. Joe, Joe, I knew Girl we forgot. I knew we forgot something. It's the big holes in our field. The other we, thing. We spelled Packers with an extra U. Like, man. The other thing. Canada jokes? Nobody? All right. That's so, a great Canada okay, joke. Very Thank funny. You. The, other thing I, the other thing I don't get is that game. Why are you even playing it then? Like, if you have yeah. any questions about the, fe- about yeah. the field for a what? game that's not going to count. Hey, sorry, we're all going home. Get your passport back out. A a league that canceled a Monday night football game in Mexico because the field conditions were too poor, and you're in Winnipeg in a preseason game. No, no, let's just play on an 80-yard field. (laughs) What what are we doing, people? (laughs) And so I saw some of the highlights being tweeted out. Like, he throws a touchdown. Like, is it, though? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If he only had to go 80 yards. Was it? A very um, CFL-y uh, yeah, I touchdown. Don't, I don't know if uh, Green Bay Packers fans are calling for Tim Boyle to start <laughs> after that or, uh, or be the number two. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, so, all right. Yeah, I think I might have come up with something of a solution here. Because when the preseason began, they used to do six games of preseason football. Which, which is was, crazy. Which made a little bit more sense because guys were playing themselves into shape because they didn't make that much money and on and on and on. That's going way back. And then four made some sense because they would cut down, and I think it was much harder to evaluate talent. It wasn't like everybody had every college tape ever and a million analysts and a million scouts, but now that they've grown all these things, they've got analytics on every single player, and they do all their evaluations inside the building, and they do all of them on the practice field. But I was thinking about the Vikings night practice and how much interest there is in that. And the Packers have the thing where they do the scrimmage. Family night, yeah. Everybody shows up. They fill the building. I think with the level of interest, you could have a couple of scrimmages where nobody tackles, and they would still come to U.S. Bank Stadium to see it. If the Packers came here and did a scrimmage, and it was on TV, and they had announcers talking. I mean, in the third and fourth quarter, all it is on TV, every broadcast is interviewing the real players on the sideline, and then they show a play and go back to the (laughs) sideline. There are times where they're missing plays. It doesn't matter. And so how would that be different than Kirk Cousins going out there for essentially a night practice where there's just not tackling? Because I don't think any fan wants to see Cam Newton getting hurt in one of these joke games. Yeah, but I, I think that's a great idea. And I think we all know the challenge there is even if you put Vikings versus the Cardinals preseason game, you know most of the starters aren't playing or they're only going to play a few series, TV still gets a rating. It it is ridiculous the ratings that preseason football gets compared to, like, regular TV. And that's the bottom line. As long as people are watching these meaningless games, the NFL will say, well, let's keep doing it. Or I wonder if they go, okay, fine, we'll give you two preseason games, right? We'll cut the schedule. But you got to give us the 18. They're right. going. Like, like, that's like, the next thing. But that's the thing you're to right. me. If you're the players and you're saying we don't want four preseason games, you better get ready for an extended season. But the TV element is why we're all here, why we have four preseason games. So to uh, 
backtrack and answer your question, Myron. I think that we went to, I think this whole thing jumped the shark last CBA. Because before that, so I started covering the Vikings in 05. And I recall they, they had off-season off camps at the time, you guys. Mm-hmm. But the schedule was like willy-nilly. And you could come cover them if you wanted. And players would come in and out. But we now have basically a strict month-by-month month starting in April, right? Yep. April into May into June of camps. So I really think that, that when they did the last CBA, the most logical thing w- would have been at that time to say, all right, if we're going to do this and we've got guys practicing for three or four months, let's pull back to two games. Let's go back yeah. to two. And, and the problem is... If those four games gave us September football that was good, yeah. I'd be like, I still sort of get exactly. it. But September games stink. Yeah. They're preseason games. The, the only other solution I could think of, because you make a great point, Myron, that the TV is there and that's what people are going to watch and everything else. Um, I mean, I would say that they still televise Alabama's spring practice and people watch it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So even if these were glorified practices, even if they were just scrimmages between the Packers and Vikings, if they televised them, yeah. people would absolutely watch them. Because, I mean, I would I even think about, like, I was standing on the sideline for the night practice and took an iPhone video of Kirk Cousins throwing a pass to Adam Thielen. Yeah. And it got all sorts of likes and favorites. People and love that. Like, they... They, like, they do like that stuff. So I think that would still work. But even if you felt like it didn't, if you're a coach now, you might have to just look at this and go, you know what, once upon a time this made a difference, now it doesn't. And enjoy Jake Browning, everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get your looks at tomorrow, him. Like, tomorrow. He's wearing purple. After what we saw last night, tomorrow, what is the incentive? If you are the Vikings and you can, and if Zim can stand up and say, my call, why do you want – Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins. I'll go down the entire list. Away. Why do you? This is the last. <laughs> if something happens to one of those guys, yeah, your regular season opener plans are have to be drastically yep. adjusted. Yep. If you sit them tomorrow, are they on opening day? Are they really going to come out and be like, "Oh man, I, I'm just so rusty because I didn't play against the Arizona Cardinals on yeah. August whatever"? But that's the thing. I, and they, there's no compelling case to do this, really. But that's the thing is, like, we're all saying the same thing. There's no compelling case. Uh, we know these guys will be ready to go whether they have two games or four games. But the powers that be are still looking at TV and attention. Like, you know, obviously if you get a Dalvin Cook or someone like that gets hurt, that's a huge loss. If you're Kyler Murray and you just got here and you're this rookie quarterback playing some goofy offense that you know you're not going to use in the regular season and you get hurt, like, to me what's going to happen, the, the real end of the preseason – is going to be some star, like some legit star, getting hurt. And then all of a sudden everybody's going to go, well, like wait what, a minute. Tom Brady or something? It's and, gotta... you know, it's, it, it won't be one of those guys because they won't play, yeah. but it, a younger guy. Maybe it's a Baker Mayfield or someone like that who gets hurt, and now the league goes, well, wait a minute. Now, now the only star power we have in the preseason, they're hurt. Now we got to really take a hard look it, at this. It really is shocking, though, some of the teams that still continue to claim that this has value and, and play their starters – and the New England Patriots are one of those teams. Yeah. And uh, Ben Voline of the Boston Globe wrote today, like, is it time to question after last night they got a bunch of people hurt? Uh, ben Watson was hurt last night yeah. on, on a big hit. And it was like, wait, I mean, is it even time to question the Patriots? They're the ones who do everything so smart and so genius and everything else. But 
This is Belichick doing it how he's always done it, and Zimmer the same thing. Well, you know, under Parcells, we had these preseason games, and we yeah. did it this way. Because it, it might have made sense back then. Yeah, That's, that's the right. thing yeah. is, is there, there's a case that in the 80s into the 90s, it probably made sense. Yep. But in the last, I don't know, let's say eight years, yeah. it now makes no sense. And, and the smart coaches always adjust, yeah. right? The smart guys always adjust. And I, I think that there are plenty of ways to get some value out of having four telecasts that involve your team or things that they could put on ESPN or yeah. things that they could put on NFL Network that people will get excited about and watch. I'm all for it. are not actual games where starting players can get hurt. Because I'm, every year it's somebody. Yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, I think I'd be willing to try anything, right? Because yeah, at the yeah, end of the right, day, we right. know that this isn't, this isn't wise. Like, look around the league. Now, if you're the Colts, let's say, and you put Jacoby Brissett out there, what happens to your season? Andrew Luck isn't going to be ready for week one. Yeah. Right? You got the Eagles and Carson Wentz and always banged up. Stud fails hurt. Like, you have all these guys. Cam Newton, now if you're a Carolina Panthers fan, you're like, we got to take a hard look at a quarterback situation because we got a guy who's been hurt, right. who's hurt again. Teams should not be in those situations as a result of what happens in preseason games. Yeah. That, to me, is the bottom line, and we're seeing time and time again that's what's happening. And I could see where you would say, well, look, it's football. Guys are going to get hurt. But if they're going to get hurt, I'm going to have it happen in a game that matters. I mean, this first half of this game tomorrow does not matter. It doesn't matter to Kirk Cousins. And even listening to Cousins try to explain the value of it, because that's always the first question the press got. Well, what are you looking for tomorrow? It's like... Well, we're looking for some <laughs> throws that people catch. It's, you know, we're looking for tomorrow. Right. We just want to get to tomorrow. Right. We want to get to the end it's of tomorrow. It's just cliches yeah, it and is. sort of half truths. Yep. But but we are we are going to eighteen games at some point here, yeah. Yeah. and it's probably soon, right? But you got. I mean, if they'll go down to two, but they're going to say regular season eighteen games. Though. If you're the players' union, though, you've been saying two different things. Though you've been saying <laughs> we we want a shorter this preseason. This is a can of worms you're about well, to open up here, Myron. But but they're saying we want a shorter preseason, but don't give us eighteen games. You can't have it both ways. And and you can't. And this idea of okay, we'll play eighteen. Yeah. But you'll only play in sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Here's the good thing. Good luck with that. Here's the thing. If these guys don't eventually go out and strike. I I have no sympathy here because they continually just get pushed around, right? Yeah. They just get pushed around. You've got to do at some point in time what you need to do is say we are your talent. So here's what we're going to do. Two preseason games, six 16 games, by the way, in sports is the perfect schedule. NBA yeah. is too much. Hockey is too much. Yeah. Baseball I think should be back to 154. Yeah. The NFL has the perfect formula if they go down to two exhibitions. But they're never going to give up those extra two. They're always going to try and push for those games. And so my question would be, how much money do they really lose by not having the two for each team preseason games? And I'm not sure what the answer is because for season ticket holders, it's usually just part of your entire season ticket package. Yep. That those games are basically the same in terms of price as the whole thing, and it's factored in. So it seems like that wouldn't be super hard. And then when you look around... Yeah, there are people who bought them on StubHub or SeatGeek or whatever for 15 bucks a piece. I, it just can't be so much money that this would be a sticking point, right? Yeah, no, and I, I think, you know, I think they can make up a lot of that money one way or the other. But with the two games, uh, per the Wall Street Journal, there's $3 billion out there. Yeah. So that NFL has a chance to make an extra $3 billion in revenue for two additional games. And the key there? TV. 100%. It's not the tickets. No, it's, it's not the, the fans. Everything's TV. Everything. Yeah. Preseason's TV. 18. Everything's TV. And that, to me, 
is why we're talking about the preseason anyway. Yeah. That's just so, what it is. So the only solution in my mind then is if you're Mike Zimmer, you start Jake Browning and you play him the whole game and you have you know, Brandon Zilstra as your starting wide receiver and Alexander Hollins and you just play these guys and it's essentially just a... <laughs> Make a it a Laquan Treadwell showcase. That's Let Laquan Treadwell... I mean, throw... He already start, tried throw that. 25 passes yeah, to him. Let's see. Except here's the problem. <laughs> Sunday a.m., guess what? Mike's phone rings. Mike and Ziggy, let's talk about what you did. That's the... That's yeah. the pro- I'm telling yeah. you. Goodell calls Ziggy, who calls Zimmer to ask yeah. why... The problem, the, the thing that I've learned about sports is no matter how important we feel the on-field or court or ice product is, the one thing you do not screw with, I don't care if you're Belichick, I don't care who you are, is TV. Yeah. That will, yeah. That will get you fired. It will get you chastised. It will get you reprimanded. TV is their god. And if you, if you ever go above and beyond that and step outside and say, I don't care, I don't care about Fox, yeah. guess what? You will, be, you will have reason to care about Fox when somebody calls you. Jed Zolgad, Myron Metcalf of ESPN. We are broadcasting from the Minnesota State Fair right next to the Cookies. And uh, we're going to take a break. We've got some hot rods. I like how you just called the Cookies now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a Martha's Cookie Jar. It's, it's, a, special, it's a special cookie, cookie man. Cookie but, but do I even it's have, the Cookies. Do I even have to say it? Right, that's uh, what, true. Right, do I even have to tell you? When I say the I cookies, just think it's, I know exactly where funny. we are. Yeah, all right. I wasn't criticizing you. I um, thought it was funny. I've got some hot routes for you guys. I Later on the show, we're going to have a little bit of basketball. We're going to turn a little bit and uh, have Nafisa like Collier and Jarrett Culver up here on the stage with us, talk with them, uh, two rookies in the um, Wolves slash Lynx organization. So that's coming up at 3 o'clock. But we got hot routes coming up next for you two guys. Manny's going to jump in as well. You're listening to Purple Daily here on Score North. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business? Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Caller has questions. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers. Three! Red, red, red! Red Polly! Blue Poncho! In rapid fire fashion. Gun flex right stack. 394 Dragon Smoke. It's Hot Rods on Purple Daily. 5887! All right, it is back for the fair. It's Hot Routes. I'm not, uh,. Driving myself crazy watching practices, trying to study if the number three or number four quarterback's going to win a job or anything at the moment. I know you're invested greatly in that scenario. Get get to relax, have a little uh, Diet Pepsi that Dan bought for me, and uh, we're here. We're good. We're good to go. So, um, all right, hot routes, guys. Ramp it up, Manny. Let's get ourselves some NFL film music here, and I've got some questions for you uh, based on things going on around the National Football League. All right, so... uh, let us let us begin here with our old friend Pat Shermer. Just okay. uh, took one of the toughest jobs in football, I think, coaching the uh, New York Football Giants, and his quarterback in preseason, Daniel Jones, has looked pretty darn good. And Pat Shermer, getting a little high on himself last night, said maybe it's time to start questioning the people that didn't like Daniel Jones instead of questioning us for liking Daniel Jones. Now, of course, you know. Right, slow your roll a little bit, possibly. How do you guys? Uh, how do you guys feel about Shermer in New York 
handling this situation with Eli and Daniel Jones. Is uh, is Shermer already getting a little too uh, excited here, or what's going to happen with Eli and Daniel Jones? Well, he, he sounds like a guy who went on two really good dates, and now he's sending out wedding invitations. To- <laughs> Uh, sl- slow down a little bit. Take, take take a deep breath. First off, you're with the Giants, right? Uh, which is translates to chaos, right? Yeah, every time. Uh, Daniel Jones in preseason has looked good. But to me, what are the expectations in the preseason? Like, there are so many guys who aren't playing. Mm-hmm. There are so many things we're not seeing. We talked about this before the show. Schematically, we don't know if these are the real defenses and offenses that we're really going to see in the regular season. Daniel Jones looks like a guy who can handle a team in a preseason situation. I don't care about that. Let's see what happens when the real season begins. I think Pat Shermer uh, is getting way ahead of himself, and I think he should slow way, way down in the praise of Daniel Jones. Beware the haughty coach. Always a mistake. And and here's what I, I would tell Pat. Because my perception of Pat was quiet guy, yep. very offensively intelligent, really good football guy. I, I would have, if I had been his agent, advised against the Giants job, wrong market. Possibly a good head coach, wrong market. But is this guy really listening to Dave Gettleman, who is a pompous <laughs> ass? Seriously, like, like this is like Dave's like, uh, Pat, yeah, let's stick it to him. The media. <laughs> Do you know in that market with what two, uh, two or three tabloids, yeah. um, beat writers and columnists coming out of the woodwork? You're really, you're really <laughs> preseason two, uh, two, three games in, gonna get haughty about this? Yeah. Pat, don't be an idiot. And we've even seen quarterbacks have one great full real season and then fall apart. Sure, he should be smarter than. I expect him to be smarter than this. But this is Dave, right? Yeah. Gettleman yes. told him, oh, look, look at what we did now. Yep. So settle down. Relax, man. This thing is going to be its going to be really interesting to watch how this turns out. But Pat Shermer, I hope Pat Shermer is ready to put his money where his mouth is. Because if Daniel Jones doesn't live up to this, especially considering where he was picked, Pat Shermer, who I like a lot, is going to find himself out of a job. Yeah. I don't even know if Pat Shermer's ever going to get to coach Daniel Jones. I mean, if he plays, <laughs> good question. It, it, I mean, that'll Good sort of point. be funny to look back at if they go four and twelve and they stick with Eli because you're not allowed to bench Eli. Uh, as uh, Ben McAdoo found out, you get fired if you bench Eli Manning. Um, then it, it might end up being a conflict where Shermer wants to play Daniel Jones and uh, ownership wants them to keep playing Manning, and so does the media because they love Eli Manning. I, I think this is going to end up being messy. But I will say this, though. I watched the tape with Sage Rosenfels of okay. Daniel Jones, okay. and then he watched these preseason games. And keep in mind that Sage's galaxy brain understands football things that we could never see. And he says that he really likes what he sees out of Daniel Jones. He doesn't think this is just sort of the team kind of biting back. He thinks that there's a really good chance that they actually nailed this pick, which I think would kind of be dumb luck from yeah. Dave Gettleman, more or less, but <laughs> that there's a lot of things there that NFL quarterbacks do that are good. So that's my uh, analysis from someone who knows more than me about this in Sage Rosenfeld. But then guess what? So I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump on the Daniel Jones. You're on is it. The, is there a band? Are you on it? There, you're on but it. But you know what? Then? You're on it. I'm on it. Guess what, Pat? Shh. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Be I agree. Quiet. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't say I told you so yet. Exactly. You know what? When you got the Lombardi Trophy in the middle of the locker room and you're hoisting it up as Terry Bradshaw talks to you or yeah. the stadium, then say I told you so. Yeah. Not in August. Not in late August. And you know what? You know who made this same mistake last year? Mike Zimmer. 
Mike Hughes got an interception the first <laughs> yep. week, and he's like, huh, guess you all wanted a guard, huh? And then their two guards were the worst in the league. And they're like, yeah, we did. Yeah, I was going to say, yes, I raised my did. hand and said, yes, Mike, I really yes, did want you to draft still a guard. wanted a guard and not Tom Compton and Mike Remmers. Silly move. Uh, all right, our next hot route here, looking around the league uh, with some different angles. A bunch of players got hurt last night. We talked about this. Cam Newton, Jordan Reed, Equinemius, St. Brown. Great name, um, by the way. Aside from Kirk Cousins. So put him aside. He's obvious. I would never play Kirk Cousins in a game like this tomorrow. Who would be the other player that you would put in bubble wrap? I said you get two players. Every one of us is going with the quarterback. Who is the other player for the Vikings you would say, no way do I let that guy play in a preseason game? Well, I mean, I I hope it's Dalvin Cook, right? I mean, I I hope that's the guy that you say, why would you? What's the value? Like, what's the value of Dalvin Cook? I, I talked to Jeff Schwartz, who was actually an offensive lineman for the Vikings for a short time. Uh, and he blocked for Adrian Peterson, one of his better seasons. He told me AP was nursing a hamstring injury entire year, mm-hmm. right? Didn't practice the entire year, went through walkthroughs, was still one of the best, the best running back in the league. I think with running backs especially, especially a guy with that history, get him on the field on Sunday, he'll be fine. Dalvin Cook with his history and the money that's on the line and the investment the Vikings might make in him soon, you got to keep this guy away from the field. There's no reason to me to play Dalvin Cook before the regular season starts. I like that one, and I will go Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs has been hurt before. He's had hamstrings. He's had things where where if he tweaks it tomorrow, it's going to be a problem for the next six weeks or more. Uh, Stephon Diggs, there is no earthly reason for You know what? BB can be the second guy tomorrow. It'll be great. Anything. Treadwell can be third. I don't care what you do. Don't play Stephon Diggs. Uh, I'm going to take an unorthodox approach here. I'm going to reinsert Kirk Cousins, and I'm going to say, <laughs> and I'm going to say, <laughs> Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen both. Because you know what? If those two guys, if either one of those two guys get hurt, it's not going to matter if Kirk Cousins is healthy or not. If Kirk Cousins mm, is healthy wow. and one of those two guys go out or both of them, then Kirk Cousins, that's just going to hurt Kirk Cousins anyway. And, so and I'm going to go with Diggs and Thielen. The one thing you could say about Cousins, he has a remarkable history of not getting hurt, yep. which would be Very like true. a knock yep. on wood type of thing. I was going to say, you just but, but I mean, he, right, he does. I mean, he just does. I mean, he started every game yeah. since he became a starter. And, and so you might say, give me the receivers instead. Um, since you guys picked the receivers of Delvin Cook, those would have been mine. I will take Riley Reef. I would not put Riley Reef out on that field because even though I do not believe he is one of the better left tackles in the league, he is a left tackle in the league. <laughs> and if he gets hurt, then oh, we're yeah. talking about musical chairs. Do they put Rashad Hill in at left tackle? Oh. Brian Neal is already dinged up. So then you're talking about Dakota Dozier right now is their Second is O'Neal option? okay, by the way? Uh, it's that arm thing? You know, he was practicing on the side a little bit. I know a certain beat guy that like liked to sound the alarm back in the day when this happened. Do you like to sound who the alarm? Yeah. I don't know who that was, but that guy never really trusted things uh, yeah, you until know, he saw him playing. I don't think that it's super serious, but they don't have to reveal the injuries now, and it's hard to say. He has been out there working every day. And he had most of camp before that. So I'd imagine if his elbow is healthy enough to get out there, he will. But that's not what you wanted no. from him is to get hurt like this quickly right off the bat and then be put behind a little bit. Um, but if Riley Reef were to go down, you're talking about you're talking about Rashad Hill and Dakota Dozier being your trouble. tackles. And Dakota Dozier's guard, by yeah, the way. He's playing backup tackle right now because they have no one else. So uh, I think Riley Reef would be the guy I'd say, why don't you just stay off on the side there? All right. Next hot route, U.S. soccer player Carly Lloyd hit a 55-yard field goal in a Ravens practice. It was a bomb. It was good from 60 or more. Yeah. 
and she reportedly got a few inquiries, got a few phone calls after hitting that field goal. Will we, fellas, ever see a woman kicker in the NFL? If Carly Lloyd can hit from 55, what do we think? I mean, ever? Sure. I think at, at some point. But if I'm Carly Lloyd and I'm her, her agent, pick your spots. You don't want to play for one of these teams that are going to disappoint you in the end. Where you're going to be like the Bears or a team where it's all on you at the end of the game. <laughs> Go to a winning franchise yeah, is what I'm saying. A nut job. You yeah, don't, 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 don't end up in one of those situations. <laughs> but, no, I saw the kick. And that was incredible. It was and it was on the practice posts, which are skinnier. Yeah. So, I mean, that was really amazing. Now, can you? does that translate to, to a game? I don't know. But let's be honest. All the good kickers we think are good. A year later, they're not good anymore. Yep. So I would love to give her or someone else a chance. Kickers make your kicks. I don't care who you are. I don't discriminate. Just make the kick when it's time to get in there. I mean, I mean and the other thing, too, is like – a lot of these kickers aren't even as big as Carly Lloyd. She's pretty big. And, I mean, Blair Walsh was like, what, 5'8"? Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I mean, if you can do it, you can do it, right? Absolutely. Why not? It, it should be her. If you look at, see it. If you look at the increase in salary that you would get from going from her yeah, current yeah. job yeah. to that job, yep. and, okay, worst case scenario, somebody gets through on a weird, you know, blo- uh, a kick attempt and she gets hit. But, I mean, she's not tough enough. I mean, it's going to hurt like hell, probably, but it would hurt me. It hurt you guys. Hurt anybody. Yeah, um, yeah. There's no earthly reason why it shouldn't happen, and and you know, if you go to Zim tomorrow and say, "All right, here's the deal," yeah. but she makes the kicks, you think he's going to be like, "Absolutely not." He's going <laughs> oh, no, like, to be all over. Zim's going to be like, "Hell yeah, let's I mean, do this." Bailey who? He'd be Bailey who? Yeah, they, they brought in a dude from Norway. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think no, it's a I'd great idea. What do you think, Manny? Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you guys. I think if she's good, if you know, if it's not going to be her, if it's somebody else down the line, maybe, and they're really, really good, give her a shot. There's no reason not to. But she is a World Cup champion. I don't know if she wants to go beneath that. I mean, that's the other thing is like. But for that you, salary? Yeah, but do you want to be seven and nine? You know, depending on where you go. <laughs> if I'm making enough money, yeah, I don't maybe for the cash. They make yeah. good money. I'll she's go, making good money because I'll go one and fifteen. She's really good. Teams will pay for uh, yes. for kickers. All right. Last night, Packers and Raiders, they played on an 80-yard field in oh, Winnipeg man. because there was literally a hole in the end zone where the goalpost was moved to the back. No one thought of that. I want you guys to give me a backyard football story or your backyard football solution that would have helped that problem last night as opposed to just play on the 80-yard field. So give me what you would have done about a hole in the field in backyard football. Oh, man. I don't just played. I mean, I don't. I don't know what you what you change anything else, man. We, we probably played tackle man with the football. That's what we did back in the day. Just throw the football out there. Whoever gets it, whoever scores, you know, whoever, just run and grab it. No rules. Just let everybody do whatever they want. Make it interesting. The XFL is probably going to try stuff like that. Use some Put of those in the unconventional <laughs> rules and, and try to make it interesting. Guy falls through now, the hole. I would watch that. Listen. They're getting into a shark tank. That's it. That's it. The player's done. You can't replace them. They're getting hurt in the preseason anyway, right? It can't be any worse. If you fall in the hole in the field, the next guy's out for the game. Two two (laughs) things. One, fix the holes thoroughly on one side and then just play offense towards that side. Uh, But but here's what would have been great fun. You screwed up, right? You left the CFL bleeping goalposts in too long. Just call the teams and say, let's have some fun. CFL goalposts. Bingo. I like that. And then, and then, and then if somebody say, runs into it. But you know what? If you're a big enough idiot to run into a goalpost right in front of you, you deserve to get hurt. You deserve what's coming. <laughs> but let's have some fun with it. Let's say, you know what? Old school. Go, go back and watch. 
1960s National Football League. Guess what? Goalpost, front yeah. of the end zone. Yeah. Right. Let's yeah. have a throwback. Uh, I remember back in my elementary school days when we would play, uh, we'd play touch football out at recess every day when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. And we basically had this rule of, obviously because there were no yard markers on the fields sure. that we were yeah. playing on, we had this rule of two completions for a first down. I like that. So you That's had to complete school. two. So, like so our school. downs were always, if we would start out, it would be first and two. But not because it's two yards; it's because we need two completions like that. to pick up a first down. So that's a that was that was a big rule that we had always. You play touch? Yeah. Oh, in the seventies, we didn't play no touch. Yeah, football. we were playing tackle all day <laughs> at recess. Oh yeah. And I was the biggest, baddest kid on that yeah, playground. Okay. I, Bring Zolgad down. You just yeah. try. You were the kid that grew too fast. I was Earl Campbell. I will say I was this: more Barry Sanders like ta- tackle football <laughs> was. Uh, at my elementary school, tackle football was uh, frowned upon oh, by yeah. the uh, authorities was, there. Yeah, so. by us, too. We didn't Mo- care. Uh, millennial, sophomores <laughs> yeah. don't want anyone's arm broken. They cut wrestling out of our school because I DDT'd somebody accidentally. <laughs> accidentally? But I, I've been watching WCW wrestling, and I figured I, it was a move. I thought it was a real move. <laughs> How does one do that accidentally? Well, I just, you know, I thought he was going to get up, and it'd be okay, but he, he got hurt. So I don't know. <laughs> Rick Flair got up. I thought he would get up, too. And he didn't. Um, so you guys remember the quarterback competitions that they used to have? A bunch yep. of guys would go to Florida. It'd be brought to you by a watch or something, and they would have Vinny <laughs> Testaverde out there, Seiko, Gus Farrant, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They would, and so they would have the moving targets. Well, my brother and I watched this and created our own version in the backyard. So one of us was the moving target. So you're running with the target like this. And we got some chalk. We put it on the football, and we'd be throwing it at these targets, and you hit the other person. And so I think last night they should have set up a bunch of little games for the guys to play out on. They should have put targets on golf carts and had the quarterbacks throw it, and that would have been more entertaining than an 80-yard football game. Is anybody surprised that Kyler did this? Anybody? No, 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 no. zero people. All, right? nope. That sounds zero. exactly what I was Entirely on brand for me. <laughs> exactly, uh, from a young so, age. Consistency is yes. key to life, yeah. Matthew. Um, all right, last one for you guys. Miami head coach Brian Flores trolled his mm. own player by playing a bunch of Jay-Z music after Kenny Stills had been outspoken about not wanting Jay-Z to become an NFL owner. And then after the game last night, he gives a big, long speech about how he supports Kenny Stills and how he's trying to motivate him. Um, And then he's going to name Ryan Fitzpatrick his starting quarterback and not Josh Rosen. How long are we giving Brian Flores in Miami? Uh, A year? I mean, is this this going to be one of those one and done? this, This feels like he's already off to a bad start. I just don't like the Belichick wannabes, right? Yep. Like these guys who come in and they're like, you're supposed to respect me because of who my mentor was, right? And that to me is what he did in that moment. Instead of dealing with this privately, which is what any young coach should have done, yep. addressing this with Kenny Stills, whether you agree or disagree, to do this publicly and to flaunt this sort of, I'm going to put you under this pressure and play these Jay-Z songs and make this a story when it didn't have to be, it shows his inexperience. This is why you hired a guy who was never a coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's Belichick's guy, and that's the danger. If you haven't controlled one side of the ball, I question your credentials and your resume, and I think Brian Flores thought he was doing a cool and hit thing. I'm going to challenge Kenny Stills, yep. and he looks like an idiot by yeah. doing what he just he really did. Does. These Belichick wannabes, everybody keeps getting burned. They keep getting hired, and all these guys are proven they are nothing like their mentors. I fault uh, Stephen Ross, who owns this team, yeah. because what are you doing? Yeah. Like, like you've got the you've got the resumes of all of the failed built assistants. The other question I've got is: is this? Have you guys ever seen 
a a bigger collection of not dumb people, but socially inept, like <laughs> oh, poor yeah. thinking people. Yep. Yep. Think about this, Patricia. This guy. I mean, I'm sure football-wise, you know, if you put them in, in front of a chalkboard. Joe Mangini was crazy. Yeah, yeah. But if you put them in front of a chalkboard, they're like, okay, bang, bang, bang. And Belichick's like, this is great. Yep. But it's like Bill keeps them in a basement or something. <laughs> it's, 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 they, they're, they're in a, Brian, it's your turn. They're, yeah. in a, they're inability to, like, socialize and, and process. Yeah. Patricia. Patricia's brilliant. He's an idiot socially. So I, I, fault, I fault the Dolphins. What are you doing? You know that these guys are failures, and I give this guy, I'll give him two years because they're going to want to be like, oh, we didn't fail here. But I, I think Patricia very likely gets fired after this year, and then I think this guy gets another year. And then guess what? Guess where they'll all go? Back. Back home oh, to Bill. Back home. And they'll be put back in the basement, and that'll Prodigal be it. Sons. They'll come back. I just want to know what Jay-Z songs he was playing. The, oh, somebody somebody put out the it list. It was like 99 Problems. Yeah, was it Hard Knock Life? They like. put, they, somebody had the list, one of yeah. the reporters, and it was nothing that was from his early stuff. Oh, so it was, no like reasonable doubt stuff. It was Jay-Z rapping about paintings exactly. that no one else it could was, afford was, but him. Yes, so it was, it was like him. Magna Carta, right. Holy yeah. Grail stuff. So uh, it was sort of like a well-thought-out troll, but why would you do it to your own player? It's again, it's him trying to be unconventional and cool, and he looks silly. Right. Um, okay, one additional one because someone tweeted this and I thought it was great. Uh, if there was a zombie apocalypse, which athlete or which football player would you guys want to help defend you against the zombies? Ooh, I've got, anyone? I'll give you my answer. Football player, I, I'm taking Daniil Hunter. And just look at his arms uh, and he's one of the fast. Viking, you're talking about the Vikings? Doesn't have to, have to be a Viking, Viking NFL player, but I'm taking Daniil Hunter among all NFL players. Really? He's calm, be under players? pressure, he's smart. He's ridiculously jacked. He's yeah. fast. He could pick me up and run me away from danger. And I would say, <laughs> I would he say, he'd leave you to die. A- Andrew Luck looks like he knows how to build an apocalyptic like oh, fort. Okay, you know what I mean. Like you, he you seems see, like he looks like, like he's got guy. some zombie look to yeah, him. Yeah, he looks like yeah. he knows like what he'd have. They like, might mistake him for like a he might have one. He might have one right now, <laughs> like a doomsday vault, and he's got canned goods ready to go. <laughs> and he just he just lets you in. Like I think Andrew Luck would know. I'm going old school uh, Vikings. Keith Millard, because oh, he was yeah. so crazy, oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah. we die, but it'd be great going out. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a fight. We go with the fight. He was. I mean, who else tells the cops my arms are bigger than your guns? Yeah. I mean, if you're willing to do that, you're willing to take on zombies. We'd go out in a blaze of glory, man. That's all I'd want. Uh, if it was a current player, I would go with either Khalil Mack or Indomitian Sue. If it was a former player, I would go with Jared Allen. Yeah. Jared Allen, Jared Allen's a guy that will go and fight a grizzly bear. I think yeah. he would wrestle a grizzly bear if you asked him to. For zombie apocalypse, yeah, give me, give me, give me Jared Allen. And he could live six months in the wild too. You know, Jared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, Jared he'd be, six months easy. Right. He'd be happy. Yeah. He'd be like, "This is great. No people." <laughs> all, right, all right, let's take a break. I am told that uh, we're going to have Nafisa Collier and Jared Culver over here pretty soon. Okay. So I'm not sure exactly when, uh, but uh, maybe next segment, maybe at the top of the hour here. So pretty. Pretty shortly, we'll have the two rookies, one from the Wolves, one from the Minnesota Lynx, over here, and uh, we'll ask them if they are allowed to eat fair food, more or less. Uh, I mean, I would love to know that. Uh, is that one of those things where you're like, you just don't tell the organization that you went to the fair and had a giant turkey leg and a whole bucket of cookies? Maybe. I mean, they burn so many calories, though. Yeah, uh, that's true. what they do. Yeah, that's so. true. Right. Not like us. So we'll, ta- <laughs> we'll take a break. That's coming up shortly here. Myron Metcalf, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill producing at the Minnesota State Fair. We'll be right back here on Purple Daily. 
All right, it is Score North Download time. I'm Mayhill. It's 2.46, and uh, we, of course, are out here at the Great Minnesota Get-Together. We've got live programming here on Score North today. All the way up until 6 o'clock, we've got another hour of Purple Daily coming up uh, at 3 o'clock, and then, of course, Mackie and Judd with Rami will be uh, on this porch uh, gracing you guys with their presence up until 6 o'clock. So stop on by and uh, say hi to us. Let us know what you think of what we've been doing here at Score North since we made the big format change back in January. So uh, stop on by, see what we got going on here. We've got our Score North merchandise booth that's open until 9 o'clock tonight. You can come by and buy uh, lots of different things. Uh, if you show us your Score North mobile app that you have on your phone, you'll receive a $5 T-shirt. And also we're donating all proceeds from the All Arise T-shirts to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. So stop on by and check all that out as uh, we return to uh, Purple Daily here for one final segment of our number one. Uh, Matthew Collar. Thank you very much, Manny. Myron Metcalf is out here. Judd Zolgad is trying to help Jarrett Culver and Nafisa Collier <laughs> get here. So that will be in a couple of minutes when uh, they make their way over the, the, two, big the, the two rookies. Um, that, that's what I was told. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how this works out if they find their way over. I just said go toward the cookies. It should be easy enough. Yeah. Right? There's um, only one of these, right? That's I, the only one, right? There, there's another smaller one. Now Judd is actually going to try and go find them. Good luck. Now that luck should be a Judd. show right there. That, yes. Like, yes. So, put a GoPro on, on Judd <laughs> GoPro. as he tries to find <laughs> the two. All right. So until that happens, we spent a lot of the first hour talking about how ridiculous and absurd the uh, preseason is. But yep. they are going to play a game, and they're going to play a lot of players tomorrow. More likely than not, it's going to be the Vikings, and it's going to be the Arizona Cardinals. So let's talk for a second about what we are actually going to be looking for, because I'll be there at U.S. Bank Stadium. You'll be watching. Yep. So what? So what? You, what's on your mind, Myron? Is there anything that you need to see, you want to see tomorrow afternoon? I, I, I'll say this. It's because I, I kind of I've always liked this guy, and I've always rooted for him. Laquan Treadwell, it hasn't worked out with Minnesota, right? But I said this on the show before. If you watch this guy in college, an amazing talent. Yep. Before the injury. Uh, but he's still a guy who is young enough, and you go, maybe elsewhere, maybe another environment helps him out. So I would love to see Laquan Treadwell play well and then get traded somewhere uh, to a team that feels like, hey, we think we can help this guy develop. Uh, or maybe he's more comfortable. I'm not saying that'll happen, but I do. I would love to see both sides kind of get a fresh start uh, because I don't think he's, a, he's not a bad guy, right? He's just yep. a guy who hasn't worked out, hasn't lived up to the hype, and it doesn't help that a guy like Michael Thomas gets drafted behind right. him, and then right. you see that and go, oh, wow, you're supposed to be that guy. So. You know, I, I think with Laquan Treadwell that eventually it becomes somewhat of a distraction for everybody that you have a first rounder that hasn't worked out because it's always a story. Yep. And then Mike Zimmer made it even more of a story by saying they were showcasing him. So at this point, <laughs> at this point, there's almost nothing left for him to show. The current coaching staff, they've decided the guy's a bust. It's not going to work out. Then uh, you're constantly sort of being talked about as, well, look at this guy who hasn't worked out, and, oh, here's what he's doing now in the offseason, yeah. or here's now they want to trade him, or whatever. And it, it's like and a it, bad Craigslist ad or something. <laughs> and it becomes, It'll be this 97 Chevy with 200,000 miles right. on it. 
But eventually it just becomes, okay, he needs to go. Like, he needs to just not be a part of this anymore because it's distracting to everybody to have it constantly be a story. And I am in 100% agree with you that he is a hardworking guy. Somebody said to me a couple of weeks ago with the Vikings, like, look, this is one of the hardest working guys we have. He just hasn't worked out. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily work on the right things, but even when he does, he's so far behind the other guys in route running ability. And then every time he does get on the field, there's more pressure on him to do something. And that's where, you know, he could get flustered and drop balls that are coming his way like he did last year because he felt like he had so much to, to prove to everybody. Yeah. And it's just a, it's a situation where he might be able to go somewhere else and get a shot. But I have a really tough time believing that, uh, that it's actually going to work out. So, Manny, tell me what you want me to do here, because we have uh, the, the uh, links people ready to go. Do you want me to do it now? Do you want me to take um, a break? What, what would you like to do here? We have You're in charge. A, we have about a three-minute break that we can play at the top here. So if you want to. Okay, wanna... so why don't we start it and then take a little break and then continue it? Why don't we do that? Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. He's got... All right. All right. Then we'll do it this way. Uh, sorry to everyone listening. Yes. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll just. Do a few more minutes here on what mm-hmm. we're looking for, and then well, they could come up, and then we'll just start the next hour with that. Yeah. With the, I mean, okay, with the, anyway. Well, with the Treadwell thing, if you go back and look at that injury in college, right, it, it was a vicious oh, leg injury horrible. he yeah. suffered, right? I, watch, I was watching it live when it happened, and you always hate to see that happen because, to, to me, Laquan Treadwell in college, his gift was his just ability to physically overwhelm guys yes. on the field. Yes. And, and the problem is sometimes guys like that, when they get to the NFL, they don't really know how to make that transition when they're not the biggest, baddest, strongest guy yeah, on the field. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of uh, Laquan Treadwell and the challenges that he's had as a player. Yep. However, I-, I think coming here, everyone realizing that you haven't lived up to expectations, you're not who people expected you expected you to be as a first-round pick, sometimes you just got to get out. Yeah. You got to go elsewhere. Now, that doesn't mean it'll solve everything, but it does mean that you're going to have a better chance of growing elsewhere than you will if you decide uh, to stay here. But I think what we know right now is that no one else has come and taken his job. Not true. So, true. so it's it, you know we're talking about how we know that Laquan Treadwell is not going to be a very effective NFL wide receiver. But for the other guys, we don't even know if they're going to be NFL wide receivers. Yeah. Brandon Zilstra had one catch last year. Yeah. And it's just the amazing state of things. Brandon Zilstra has 37 yards in the preseason game the other night, and we're going, well, he was definitely the best receiver of the night. Yeah. 37 yards. Yeah. And in the first game, B.C. Johnson makes two catches, and we go, whoa, okay, all right. <laughs> we got some. Two catches. Yeah. And that's how bad the depth is. And that's why when we were talking about earlier not playing Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen in any more preseason action, I mean, I'd be all for that because even – Chad Beebe is just a guy that had a couple of catches last year, and they like in a certain role, but they don't know if he can play 16 games in the NFL. No, uh, Jeff Bidette is constantly hurt. I don't think he's going to make the team because of that. If I Dix, mean, if Diggs and Thielen get hurt, it's over. I mean, it's pretty yeah, simple. It's yeah. pretty much that simple. Yeah. So they're they're right now in a spot where they don't really know who their players are going to be behind Diggs and Thielen, and I've left the door open for even the possibility that Laquan Treadwell ends up on this team to start the, the year, which would be. It was so awkward. awkward right? Super awkward. It'd be very, very awkward. But if, if you, end up you in that situation. remember last year, uh, they started the season 
with the same sort of issue with who are our backup wide receivers, we don't really know, and they end up going out and getting somebody else who got cut and bringing in Aldrick Robinson. So this it makes the preseason even more senseless that a lot of times yeah. they've got eyes on other guys around the league, so they're going to cut down to 53. We're all going to do our analysis of 53, and then a week later they're going to add somebody else, or two right. days later they're going to add somebody else. So, all right, we're going to take a break here. Does this work for you, Manny? We'll take a break here, and when we come back we will have Nafisa Collier and Jared Culver, a couple of rookies on stage. We'll talk a little ball with them, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show with uh, football. Myron Metcalf and I here at the Minnesota State Fair, having a great time on Purple Daily here on Score North. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. 